Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein, and today we've got Joe Hartzler on the show. He's a great dude. Check out all the stuff he does. It's amazing. Seriously, uh, I didn't want to admit it while I was recording the show, but I once told a friend of mine that I just want to have Joe Hartzler's improv life, and after meeting him and talking to him, I think I just want his life life. Okay. This is uh, this is weird. My fanboyness of improv is, is co- dropping all over your chest right now. Um, that's going to make sense later. Uh, real quick, let's rate and subscribe the show in iTunes. It feeds my ego. I need it. Uh, thank you so much for the newest feedback from Dave Christensen. Is that what I have to do to get reviews on my shows? Have my listeners as guests? Fine, I can start booking you. Like, just send me an email. You can come on the show. I don't care. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, the fake guy who Stephen Perlstein still left his review. I, that's weird. I don't I don't get it. Follow the blog at improvobsession.com. Like it on Facebook at forward slash improvobsession. You can follow my tweets at at Perlstein, at at Perlstein, uh, you know, Star Wars. Uh, I've been posting some real gems lately, like that at at thing. Ugh, I hate myself. All right, let's just do this show. It's the Everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pearlstein. Today, we have got Joe Hartzler on the show. Joe, hello. Hi. How are you? We talked a little bit before. Yeah, I'm doing great. Just... I feel great. It feels great to be back in LA. I went skateboarding today, and I love this city so much. I'm more in love with it than ever. Ah, uh, that is... That's great. I love that. Uh, I love that. So, well, I mean, forget it. Let's talk about that for just a moment, because... Uh, because, I mean, I feel like that's part of it. It's just, like, getting it, like, well, okay, like, I was saying that I love L.A. for the improv community. I mean, is it the same thing? Or, like, or just that little community I found with my friends and stuff? Or are you, uh, are you just something completely different? Yeah, no, no. On you? Um, <laughs> no, it's definitely, that's part of it. Uh, this community, like, I visited uh, a lot of places when I, like, I just took this trip for the holidays, and then I went to Cincinnati and hung out, which was awesome. Had a great time, and then I visited, like, uh, Springfield, Missouri. I have a friend there <clears throat> doing some improv there. Yeah. And um, I visited my hometown in Ohio, which was great. My brothers and sisters are there. My brother, my brothers and my sister, my friend, a lot of friends, uh, which is great, but um, it's just amazing that now L.A. feels like home, and it's... I don't know where I was going with this, but um, there's a lot of places. There's a lot of places that you could live, and it, I was reminded why I chose to live here. Yeah. I'm really happy about it and why I chose this community. It's an awesome community. Of, like, improv It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I kind, of, I kind of feel the same way. More, more and more recently, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've really established this place as, like, my home. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like, kind of being away from it for too long is just like, it's like, ah. I miss, I miss everybody and all my stuff and 
my yeah. home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to see, uh, you know, whatever, what the rest of the country is doing, too. But um, For sure. i got to do that. But, man, there's a reason that we chose to live here. And there's a reason that a lot of people chose to live here. I think that's what makes it neat is, like, a lot of people sacrificed a lot and moved here and, and are chasing dreams. And it's kind of exciting to be around that, even though it can be a bit annoying to yeah. to be around it sometimes. Yeah, on the on the on the same time every time it's like, oh, it's cool that somebody's doing something interesting. It's also like, oh, I don't care about your yeah. thing, man. It's hard to find that balance between like I want to be discerning but not just hate things. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You want to be critical but you also want to be just supportive. What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah. It's uh that's a tough. That's a tough road. Uh well, hey, speaking of uh being supportive, actually that that transitions nicely into something. Uh so I took your I took your 401 improv class. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that? November, December. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun. That was my second 401. Haven't been there uh, since like two years ago. Uh, and I, I, I had fun in that class. But like, I think the the best day in it for me was when like we were talking right in the middle, like that midway show, and you were saying something like, "Yeah, man." I was, I was just like you or something like that. I remember telling, like, Will McLaughlin or something like, <laughs> I'm going to get on the Herald team. I'm going to keep working on it. And, like, you, you kind of you gave me that little, just a little touch of encouragement. It was just like, yeah, keep working at it. Um, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I love to see someone who is working at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you can tell that you're working at it and that it's something that you like and you're working on. So, great keep doing it uh yeah i do remember that conversation i had with will and i don't i doubt he would remember it was like real late one night at birds like probably five or six years ago and i remember i was new into town i was so pie-eyed <laughs> and uh i was buying him maybe bought him a drink or something like that and was like really excited to kind of catch his ear but i remember i said something a little bit asinine like that like uh Hey, I'll see you on stage yeah, <laughs> one, yeah. one of these days or something like that. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I said it as much to myself as anything. It's like, if you're going to go for something, why not go for it, right? It's yeah. like, I think I was trying to talk myself into believing that, too, at yeah. that point in time. And then, hey, it worked out. And uh, go. I got to see Will on stage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny cause, and like, then he was my coach. He was my Herald coach for, really? uh, yeah, the for, last, for the, great, uh, the Great War for like a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Probably, yeah. There you go. Maybe he wasn't for a full year. I can't remember exactly when he came on because Billy had us for a while too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that that's funny because like uh, you say, like almost say, say, almost say it to yourself. Like I think that's part part of that, or just like any type of like artistic thing. Or is like it's hard to go like, yeah, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be good at it and I'm yeah. gonna stick with it. Like I always, I do feel like like sort of shitty. In a, yeah, um, my it's hilarious. Are, Your neighbors are clanging around. They're, they got a screen door on there, and it makes all the noise. <laughs> it's that it's, storm door. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they got like the deepest apartment in the whole complex, but they're like, ah, we really need a screen is, door. Is that think. a thing that's? I bet that's not a term that gets used. Is storm door? No, not in LA. Pro- never that's heard a, of that's it. That's back back home. What's is a storm door different than a screen door? I don't know. All right. Well, fuck. <laughs> I think maybe it's <laughs> right in. <laughs> it's like a thinner. Door that's it's not a screen, but it's like a thinner door, storm door. I don't know. All right, okay. Know. It's for the storms. Getting into the getting into the nitty gritty of it. Of it. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I think it's just sort of tough to say that. And even like even now, like I I feel especially uh, like stigmatized to go like, yeah, I want to be on a Herald team just because I know so many 
not shitty people isn't the right word, but like <laughs> shitty motivations for being on Herald teams. You know, I've heard that so many times. I'm like, I almost, I like want to distinguish myself from that. I'm like, no, like I want to do a Herald team because like I want to get good coaches, regular yeah. feedback. I mean, uh, not so much like I want to be on NBC. I want to be on a Herald team, you know. Which is why we all get on Herald teams is to get no, on man, NBC. I don't want to be an actor. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I found, I've been finding uh, this out more and more recently. I'm such a bad actor. That's interesting. Uh, did you read Alex Fernie's notes on improv today? He had five five thoughts on improv, and Are one of them was don't forget to act. Yeah. People forget to act. That's what that, Fernie said. Fernie, yeah, out of all people. I thought that. That's, come on, that's great advice. That's fantastic. It's, it's advice. great it's like, advice. Yep. Yeah, or I sometimes say, when you're in a scene, pretend really hard. Like, isn't that acting? <laughs> yeah. Pretend as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, I put out... When, when I'm in improv, I try to put out my best. Uh, but, but again, I, I like... I also know that, like, I laugh a lot. Like, I find shit funny. Yeah, and, like, I do, that's too. That's such I'm a, like, a weird... Like, it's such a weird thing that goes, like... Well, you shouldn't, like, laugh and be not committed to the scene, but also, like, well, my fucking partner's surprising me. And, yeah. Like, Here's oh, the thing. It's so hard to break that, you know? I'll speak to breaking in scenes because I think it's Do my it. biggest... That's what I fault myself on the most a lot of times is, like, oh, my gosh, it was a fun show, but I was laughing the whole time. And, yeah. and I get frustrated, but... uh it's been something like <laughs> I had somebody ask me like recently like yeah but like do you have any tips and I realized like I'm the worst person to give advice because I've been struggling with this for years I've never conquered it yeah. when something's authentically really funny like when it gets really really funny I want to laugh at it um, yeah. but I think there's laughing when something gets really really funny and then there's laughing all the time right yeah. and it's there's like you kind of like earn it it's like yeah. if it honestly is that funny then the audience should be laughing harder you know they should be laughing as hard as you are yeah. hopefully if the when it's bad is when the person on stage is the only one busting up yeah that's the risk that you run into right which can happen sometimes but hopefully you've earned it and it really is really really funny and that's why you're laughing. Hopefully it's not just, I, I'm never committing to the scene. Right. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, it's sometimes like a lack of commitment or, or to me, it just seems like that nervous. It's like a nervous laughter of like, yeah. oh, I'm trying to mask it. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that like that, I think that's a bummer to see. Um, you know, probably, and I do it. <laughs> probably one of the ways that my uh, improv changed when I came to LA because I had a lot, a lot of history in short form. And uh, when I came to Upright Citizens Brigade, is uh, I just started to watch the way that my favorite improvisers carried themselves. And mm -hmm. it's like, they don't approach the stage in a silly manner, generally. Yeah. Like, it's like, they carry themselves, you know, pretty composed. And it's like, if anything, it's like neutral ish yeah. or something to, at the at the start of shows especially and stuff but um and then i saw this great quote that i think josh simpson posted about from mark twain about like you know the difference between like silly comedy and then satire and like you approach it yeah approach it more seriously basically or right. your real comedy or if you're searching deep comedy you talk about approaching it seriously <laughs> now i sound like an asshole no it's good um but like yeah shouldn't you sort of try to take yourself seriously yeah totally. on stage and t shouldn't you try to enter your scenes like composed and serious versus I remember there was a short time when we were touring we were doing a lot of shows doing a lot of short form I remember there was a short time where I had a mullet like <laughs> and it was I wasn't I don't think I was trying to joke I think I like I was like kind of being this yeah 
I was a rebel, whatever, you know. But it was silly. And now I look back and I, I see a few pictures. It was like for a very brief time. And I'm like, my God, you can't do improv. It's like I'm, I was so distracting yeah. during that time. It's like I was a very silly person. And that typified the way I would approach improv and approach scenes. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like it's sort of the – maybe if I understand you right. It's like, it's like if you're – the way you present yourself on stage, whether it be laughing or just in your appearance, is is detracting from your improv. Then, like you're you're doing yeah. something wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah, not that um, I've seen the other side of it. Where like uh, in Dallas, there's a group four day weekend, which they put on a great show. Yeah, and uh, they were very nice. One time we were on tour and they brought us there. They got, I think they got us free tickets and um, hung out with us. You know, gave us a little tour afterwards, and we just chatted with them because mm-hmm. we were, you know. Both, I think they were doing short form at that time too, and I don't know what they do. It's been years since I've seen them, yeah. but I remember having a conversation with them. Probably, we probably look like a bunch of silly guys, you know, goofy alternative comedy guys or whatever. Um, and I remember them talking about like because they always they all four wore suits. I think, I think at least the show we saw. But then they were talking about. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have long hair if I was trying to do it because I don't want to be, you know. I don't know if, it, if that's. I don't know if I had a mullet at that time. If that's what he was referring to, but I, a couple of us had long hair, and he was yeah. saying like, "You want to be able to portray every character." And at the time, I was kind of like, "No, fuck you," <laughs> uh, a little bit. The, yeah. You know, I didn't say that at the time. Like they yeah. were so nice and great, and their show was fantastic. But um, I thought that a little bit in the back of my mind. But now I think maybe there's a balance there to be struck. It's yeah. like, I mean, you don't want to look like Alex Berg on stage. That's that's the that's the one thing we all know. Uh, it's, you, you, so you mentioned like it can put can like carrying yourself like your that was a joke by the way. No, he Everyone knows loves, he, based on your laugh. Yeah, I love Bert. <laughs> uh, you said carrying yourself like your, like your favorite improvisers. I I, I kind of every now and then I like I try to uh, embody uh, a little bit of uh, of one of my favorite improvisers and like. My favorite time ever doing that was I was at a, a long hard improv jam, and like there was like there's a really good run of a game. There's like a, like one of those long ones that everybody's jumping on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then somebody jumped in and they lost it, <laughs> like and it was going at a on jam? at a jam. Right, I know it's unbelievable, but it went on for like thirty seconds in like this weird meandering conversation. Uh-huh. And I was like watching it, and I was getting bad. It was silent for like a long. You know how like much that hurts everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I did this walk on where I made it seem as if what they were doing had been part of the game the whole time like that this it was like this thing oh, that an and i did that uh and it got a huge laugh and it got like an applause break and like it got edited and i was like all right and just turn around and walk away don't smile don't revel in it and then i was like but like i think that and i honestly remember thinking in those moments like that's how joe wangert would have done that like if he had made a great move he would have just been like all right cool walk back to yeah the back you gotta line. act like you're used to it right it's yeah. like uh, i watch a lot of skateboarding videos and you watch when they hit big tricks it's like they look like as casual as ever when yeah. they land it because it's like yeah no problem you gotta act like you do yeah. it all the time yeah no i mean that's and, and and honestly the move felt good but walking back like without any type of like big celebration felt more bad. So you stopped bowing. You used to yeah. bow if you got. I used to bow. Well, you know, I mean, there is that. Like, <laughs> like I, I do think you know. You talk about breaking. I do think one of my like one of my things is like when when scenes get edited or go well, like I'll laugh in that moment. I'm like, great, we had fun there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that's a that's a super. That I think that's one of those things that's probably comes out of a total place of insecurity. But uh, but yeah, in, in that moment, I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to enjoy your own improv? Right, <laughs> is that the most masturbatorial statement? But it's like, I, I mean, are you? I mean, I think you have to enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. Or why are you doing it? But um, well, yeah. 
Like I, uh, I hopefully other people are enjoying it too. If right, you, you got to check in with the audience if they're if, if no one else is enjoying it. You're yeah. probably not doing something right. Yeah, uh, no, I've, I've done that. Like, it sucks to be the person who, if you ever laugh at your own joke before you get it out, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm guilty I've of that. that. Like, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna kill. I'm for Can't sure believe guilty. I'm coming up with this. It's like, oh, what a jerk. <laughs> um, well, let's. Uh, all right. Um, so let's talk about like sh- uh, short form and stuff because like that's kind of mm-hmm. how you started your improv. Um, right. I don't know. I guess just tell me a little bit about the right. background. So I did a ton of short form. Uh, basically, I started uh, doing it in college. Like I had a brief interaction with improv when I was in like eighth grade through this the magical theater company. <laughs> I believe in Barberton, Ohio. Uh, these really great people um, who like through our high school, our rural high school in the middle of nowhere. We had a great art teacher who organized like an arts week. And uh, it was like a whole week just dedicated to the arts where you could take two classes and you got to specialize. And I think I took guitar and I took uh, creative dramatics. And then basically what we ended up doing was a type of improv like um, where we were kind of – but we were committed to one character and it was more of a, a theater tool. But it, but we were all – it was all improv. It was yeah. like basically come up with a character, get to know it well enough, and then we'll, we'll do this thing. We'll rule walk around the school in character the whole time and we had all had kind of our little games and it was so much fun and it was hilarious uh and i didn't know what improv was yet but i now looking back in hindsight it's like oh that's what we were doing um uh, but then i got into it in college uh with the group just doing short form like every the way most people start and uh i still i have, I have a special place in my heart for short form even though i don't ever do it anymore and have no desire to do it again yeah. uh there's still really a special place in my heart it, it's great it's great for audiences that have never seen improv yeah it can be like a fun introduction to it um there's a bit of there was a little showmanship in our show oh i should tell you so i got joined up with a group halfway through college um i was feeling a little bored and i got i met up with a group that i had seen my college brought them in called Isaac Improv, and they were touring. And uh, I had first heard of them because they they had gotten on a tour with like a bunch of bands. Like uh, they were on a, with uh, Five Iron Frenzy. Everybody knows Five Iron Frenzy. They were on the uh, Electric Youth tour. Hmm. And but by the time I saw, I went to that tour hoping to see them. But by the time I saw them, like they had already dropped off a tour. And later I found out that like you know whatever that it just wasn't working out for them. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard hard to imagine a, a concert slash improv. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> sounds like the worst. But I guess they they had become good good friends with Five Iron Frenzy uh, gotcha. uh, and some of those guys. In fact, we stayed with Ska Mom a couple times when we'd go through Denver and we'd go we'd go visit Scum Church. If Five Iron Frenzy fans probably know what this stuff is, sure. but um, <laughs> anyway, they're they're loving this right now, and I'm just like, cool man. <laughs> There's one person Bands. cheering. Drew Alfonso Marks going is going yeah. nuts. <laughs> the only person who still unironically loves Ska. <laughs> Unironically, Drew DeFonso Marx has the worst taste in music of anyone ever. But he is, he's so enthusiastic that it's it's just nothing but lovely. Okay, sorry. He's, he's I'm talking to him Friday, so I'll, I'll, mention, I'll pass the note He's along. always going to really great. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so I joined up with uh, Isaac Improv, and I started, I was doing, uh, I was interning for them at first, and I was like just running the merch, and it was basically three guys that would do the show, Kyle Nice. Chip Conrad and Barrick Hartley. Barrick mm. Hartley, you might know, is yeah. out here performing at Upright Citizens Brigade. Very funny, Barrick Hartley. Yeah. Um, but they were killing it. And um, I just came on and basically I started practicing with them all the time. I started doing three-line scenes with them, and I was endlessly frustrated. For, the, for half of the first tour, I, I never made one of them laugh, ever. <laughs> and, and I remember having conversations with my brother back home just like, 
I don't know if I'm funny. Like I, I always thought I was the funny guy, and I've not made these guys laugh once. Yeah, and I think part of it is like you sort of have to build a rapport with people. And these are three people that have been traveling in a van together for years, yeah. building this, and then I was just dropped into it, right? And yeah. so you don't, you're not instantly going to blow these people over with your hilarious comedy jokes, right? It yeah. takes a little, um, you know, you got to put in the work and and sort of. I think I had to get comfortable around them, too, to kind of find my groove. Anyway, yeah. but uh, I started touring with them, and halfway through that first tour, one of the guys left, so then I was the guy. So it was just like, well, sweet, go do a bunch of shows now. Yeah. And the other two guys were so good at that point that they were easily, easily um, able to cover up how terrible I was. <laughs> um, but eventually, you just kind of find a rhythm in that rhythm of a live show, um, and you get to know the audience a little bit. Uh, I still remember it. Every time I'd have a bad show, I wouldn't. I would refuse to go out and sign merch. You know, we'd always want to hang out and sign merch afterwards and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, we were signing merch. We we're selling merch, big time stuff. Oh man, that's good. Doing Christian improv. Um, so, uh, and I remember getting big fights with uh, Chip because <laughs> I suppose some of my teammates would probably attest a similar that I still I get similarly down about bad shows. But I remember like getting in big fights with Chip out in the van because I was not out at the merch table. It's like, you just did a show for those people. You get out there and meet your fans. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> our fans. <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Uh, but he had a point. He had a point. You know, it's like, you got to suck it up. You did that show. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a performer, you do sort of, uh, oh, the audience something. And, uh, you know, especially, especially in, like in that, that type of thing. That sounds even more so like, <laughs> Like, you know, I, when I do TNT, I don't think anybody expects me to go talk to them. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, This yeah. was like people were paying to bring us in, and it's like we're a professional business. Like, yeah, yeah. we needed to act like professional entertainers. And, but I think there was um, – that was just a great time to, like, learn the rhythm of comedy. Yeah. And when, when the audience needs the tension relieved and, and, you know, there was something about that, um, even though it was short form. But uh, – I might have mentioned this elsewhere, but uh, that, basically, while we were touring, doing that, we were doing, like, three or four-month tours at a time. We'd do a couple a year. We were doing, like, three a year, spring, wow. you know, yeah. and summer, and then a, a fall tour. Um, great way to get uh, get your legs real quick. Uh, and, yeah. And, yeah, trial by fire. Um, but uh, what was I going to talk about? Um, we did a lot of improv. <laughs> I have no idea what I was going to say, but um, oh, that allowed me to see Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. Yeah, and uh, and and we we're like, we got to go see. You know, we we'd heard rumors always about the Herald and about long form, and so <laughs> we went. I believe we saw a movie form, and I remember having a long conversation with Neil Casey afterwards. <laughs> who he would not remember this at all. This was long before I even had that <laughs> conversation with Will. This is like <laughs> ten or twelve years ago. Um, but I remember having a long conversation afterwards, just about. Upright Citizens Brigade and about he you know comedy and uh, and I remember just determining this is my you know I just knew like this, this is, is yeah. I have to do this like I I love short form but immediately it was like oh there's another this other thing yeah it's like that's that like kind of like that next level you're like oh right yeah I gotta gotta go yeah just, gotta go study with the good ones exactly or, and then you know. the idea of being able to study with my heroes with Besser and Walsh yeah. and Ian Roberts and uh, and these people like. That was so exciting to me. Yeah. And it's still, um, it's kind of surreal. Like, it's like, wow, we were such fans of yeah, of these people. It's awesome. It's awesome to be able to, it's like, oh, I could go study with them. That's amazing. Uh, and so I was really happy to a few years later wind up here. I finished college, 
that brought me to Los Angeles. I did a like a kind of like a semester abroad program through my college that bring that you can go out to LA and do a film oh, yeah. program. And so I did a film program and uh, you know just enough to get introduced to the city. And then at the ripe age of twenty four, I think I was, I moved yeah. out. Nice. And finally started <laughs> doing long form improv. <laughs> and then uh, my life is a complete success. And now, <laughs> exactly like the end of that story is, and now I live in Los Angeles and I do <laughs> do all well, comedy places. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is like that. It's funny, and I and I only say I only say that because uh, every now and then I, I look at that and I feel the same way. But like, uh, but yeah, like that's totally the dream. Like to me is like. Uh, like I, oh yeah, I just want to do improv uh, at U, at UCB. Cool people, uh, and then whatever. Like it, yeah. everything else is gravy. But like if you explain that, if I, I've explained this to other people, and like they don't pay you to do it, and like no, 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 it's just like fun and it's great, and like you know, like other opportunities come up through it. Exactly, but, like they're not. But you're just doing like why? Why do these people like watch you? Like, do they come out all the time? <laughs> like, Which we, yeah, yeah, they do. It's good. Yeah, we are really spoiled. Um, again, I saw a lot of the country, and it's like we're really spoiled. It's like this community is huge, yeah, and it has the built. The audience is fantastic, and it's a smart audience, and um, it, they are loyal <laughs> audience, yeah. and uh, you get big crowds and lines, and uh, you know, even other places where people are doing very successful stuff. It's like. That you just don't have that built-in audience, you know? Yeah. I guess, like, part of my mind, you know, you you think, you know, I wonder if I could just move somewhere and start a theater, you know, move to Cincinnati and start an improv theater. So yeah. you could, but it would take, I think it would take so much work. Yeah. It's like, you need this huge mass of people. Well. It's like, you sort of need the entertainment industry is kind of what. Yeah. Runs it, right? So I think I think that's part of it. But, I mean, then again, you know what? Like, you, you know, it's, uh, it's very successful in New York. Mm, yeah. Uh, but. But like, there are plenty of uh, there are actually plenty of theaters, improv theaters here in LA that are not that successful. Yeah, and, we're you know? so lucky. And it's like it's yeah, it's just a, it's it's one of those things that like it takes like I feel like oh yeah, there are good good people running it, doing good shows that brings more mm-hmm. like brings more people, which brings more talent, which makes it you know more competitive, which makes the Herald Knight good. Like every and you, know, you need some people who are on NBC. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, it's like it doesn't that hurt. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> and frankly, how did I find out about Upright Citizens Brigade? Because I, I started, I became a fan of the show. Like, you know, even before we saw him on tours, because <laughs> I was a fan of the show because I watched him on Comedy Central. Yeah. So it's like everybody has like a good reason to come to UCB. I just searched writing classes and like was like, <laughs> this one's just you weren't a cheap. fan of the show first. No, man, <laughs> oh I didn't gosh. fucking know about. I didn't know. I'd never been to. Oh no, I had been to a show. I'd been to one show at UCB. But I was like, I was like, ah, I just wanted to like take a writing class or something, oh, wow. kill some time. Uh, and then, uh, and then, like, I got in here. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll go explore all the other. I'm, there must be a million great options around LA. Uh, and then I'm like, oh no, I just fell ass backwards into, my, in my opinion, what's one of the best little improv communities uh, probably in the world. I yeah, was very psyched about it. It's awesome. It's awesome that you can, um, you can go see shows and like just. You can see great shows every night of the week, yeah. Uh, and you can see people on stage that um, challenge you. You know, it's like that you envy or that you want to uh, yeah. that you want to em- emulate. Like uh, I was talking to somebody recently about it's like, yeah, you want to steal their superpower, right? It's like yeah. everybody's got their thing they do, and it's like 
I want to see what you do. That's uh, really great, and I want to add that to my that's funny arsenal. I, I like. I, I think Ian Roberts the way he justifies this crazy person and his presence, the way he gets angry. Yeah, like it's just it brings so much to a scene that. Uh, I don't know that he's so intimidating when he commits to a character or whatever a point point of view. Yeah. Even if it's a crazy person, he provides sound logic. I mean, it, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I, that's. I think. That, I think that's funny. You said stealing your superpower because I, I remember uh, jokingly telling many friends that like there are certain improvisers that I would I would just suck their dick to get their superpower. Oh and it was whoa, man! Just go awful. watch them. You I know. Have to suck their dick. I know, but hey, man, I'm t- I was trying to be funny. It was new. I was new at it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what like that. That's funny because you watch. Yeah, you like watch people. And you're like, oh, I get what they're doing. I think, uh, and then you try to do it a little bit. Like right. like my go to for for like three months was doing a, basically a Nick Mondernock impression. Oh, uh, yeah? Just like, I'm like, God, he's really good at like, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure out. So I experimented in doing like Nick's like maybe once every other two or three shows. And it was like, oh, yeah, I get, I think I get what's happening here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you try it out. You Steal, try stuff out. Stealing powers. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Nick's got a, last time I watched him, I just remember thinking like, he's got a certain, um, I mean, He's charismatic for sure, but it's also yeah. like a certain fearlessness of just like yeah. I'm going to commit to this thing, and uh, I think I think that's a good teammate, you know, yeah. someone. Well, maybe I, maybe you would call him a pirate, yeah. Right? If if you used Billy's uh, breakdown, maybe you'd be like, yeah, that person that just goes goes for it. But I don't know that I can watch enough to well, it's, break down Nick Mandernox. Like, well, no, I mean, you know, no, I think it's one of those things, you know, a few people, I think we talked about, uh, like Thomas Middleditch too. That's one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he's so like reckless. It seems like, yeah, that it's he's like, fantastic. it's inspiring. You're like, Holy fuck. You can just yeah go and like, Surpre- like because I, I, mean, I think I told you, I was telling you like about what I like about him so much is like that I'll see him surprise himself like I, you, can, yeah. you can see it like he's like he's just doing a thing you're like oh I guess I'm doing that now you're like whoa cool man and it's not like I guess I'm doing that now like I find myself in like oh I guess I'm doing this weird sound and movement I don't know what the yeah. fuck I'm doing it's like he, he you know yeah but I love that comment of like surprise yourself don't be afraid to like especially if a scene starts to starts to feel boring it's oh, like yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to inject something crazy but it's like yeah you can have fun surprising yourself with the um fun detail yeah that you yeah. pull doing that doing uh, that big move I something. love when um I love that moment when it's like I need a detail or I need a specific oh here's the first thing that popped in my head I shouldn't say that I've gotta and then and then you just say that and that's it usually is the funniest thing yeah um uh I don't know I mean it's a balance like you don't want to just uh you're not just again you're not just pulling some random crazy specific but yeah you, you should you should be able to surprise yourself yeah and have a little fun well, you should be in the moment right totally I mean that that would be nice yeah. uh <laughs> that'd be nice to be able to do that uh, I have I have a coach, and he was talking about like, oh, you should just be, you should play from inspiration all the time, you know. And I was like, yeah, like that's like the ideal. But like, <laughs> I like I feel like person, you know. We, I already admitted this. I'm very, I'm very much more analytic, analytic in the scene, and just trying to like break it down. And like, yeah, I'd love to just be like, and I've, I've been there, you know, just like all my moves come naturally, or whatever. But I don't feel like that's always the case. Yeah, I, I think that you have a accurate assessment of yourself after watching you in class do a lot of improv. Um, your biggest redeeming quality is that you're doing a, that you're working at it. 
I mean, you're trying. <laughs> no, is that, is that you're working at it. But yeah, like I think I even said it in your notes or something. Probably yeah. not that I would ever discuss someone's. Uh... <laughs> that's weird. Um, but uh, but probably I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what I would say. It's like, yeah, you're an analytic player, but uh, you could afford to play from your butthole from time to time. Play from your butthole. <laughs> play from your butthole, right? Like that. <laughs> right. Like play from the. You know. Um, play from your guts. Right. Yeah. You know, a little bit of like. Uh, yeah, a little little acting, be in the scene, right? Right. Um, I don't know. A- I hate I hate breaking down people's yeah. improv. Well, because, I, I, watched some, because- I watched somebody in the class ask you for something, and you're like, I don't know, man. We'll just wait a few weeks. <laughs> like, I'm going to send notes. Well, because sometimes funny. I was like, Yeah, I get it. I get it. Sometimes I don't know. Like I don't like if I watch someone even in eight weeks of class, it's hard to. Sometimes no, yeah. like sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's like, oh, this person is not trying characters, or this person is, you know. Sometimes you pick up on an easy. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Keep doing a lot of improv. Yeah, uh, I love what Joe said. His response to um, Harold auditions and stuff was like, I saw so many people applying our methods. He's like, you know, go do improv and, and sharpen your voice. That's the other thing. Like you mentioned, like Harold Knight. Um, yeah, Harold Knight is great, and it's an awesome thing, and I love that it exists. But there's also like this community is huge, like the stuff at the, like that's going on at the clubhouse and every yeah. and like that's awesome. And it's funny, like I come back to LA and I'm like looking at pictures of the clubhouse, and I'm like, man, I'm jealous. I want to be hanging out there. That's yeah. cool, and that's awesome to, that it's like Harold Knight isn't the only place. There's a there's yeah. a lot going on. Take advantage of it. It's great. And then if you are one of the people that get to get to be on Herald Night? Fantastic, go for it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, it's not you know, and it's not generally the case that people who end up on Herald Night or you know weekend teams or especially any of those like it's not usually the case that those are the people who like only really went after that one thing and like yeah you they know. were doing shows at other places. You gotta were, tr- I mean, yeah, and like they were developing their voice. And, and, you know, as much as I love UCB, too, I feel like I, I feel comfortable saying that, like, not all the answers are there. Like, uh, like there's a lot of people teaching improv and there's a lot of, like, coaches and stuff. Like, there's a lot of opportunities to learn other things that, like, maybe don't get covered as strongly. Or, you know, even if that just means, like, yeah, I not taking a class. All of the answers are at UCB, right. Stephen. That's fair. Well, so fun, we're just going to have to disagree on this point. That's why I'm not on a Harold team, dude. <laughs> no, um, no, you're totally right. I mean, it's like, Ed, would UCB say we're the only ones doing it right? Like, I don't know. I hope not. Or would they say that we're the only ones that have interesting you know, comments to make on? Yeah. No, but they're saying, hey, this is our thing. This is what we do. Right. You know, I got in a conversation with someone in Springfield who had come out and taken up to level three mm. out here. Really nice guy. Really funny guy. Um, uh, but immediately that relationship thing came up again and I was like so annoyed. I was like, really? Uh, what relationship? The thing about like the, that gets lobbed at uh, UCB sometimes the critique is, is that, um, it's not relationship based improv or people say I like relationship based improv or, uh, or, or other places might emphasize that more. And I don't know what else to say to that except that's a myth. <laughs> that's a myth. <laughs> this is a myth. Like the idea that, and I've heard Ian Roberts address it himself. I'm quoting the horse's mouth. Uh, it's like the you know, of course we're relationship based. Do you want to start mo- scenes with where you know each other, right? You're right. assuming there's a relationship. So if that word doesn't get pressed enough, 
I'm sorry, but it doesn't mean it's not relationship based. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just not true. The most interesting scenes, and like Ian would say, 99% of our interactions and our interesting interactions are with people that we know and that we have a history with. It's very seldom are we doing scenes with total strangers, right? right. Like, those are, I mean, they might happen from time to time, but those sh- should not be the. Yeah. You know, dominating your scene work. Well, you know, I mean that. Uh, two two things on that. One, I like it's like, and so kind of so what if you do a scene with a stranger? Because like, yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like when I'm doing that, like it's like, oh yeah, maybe it, it, I could it could work in the situation where you know somebody, but also like it's perfectly. Va- I think it's perfectly valid to do a scene with a stranger if <laughs> you are. Basically, trying to create the relationship with them. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's I feel like that's my go-to. Is like if I'm not if I don't know this person, well, I'm trying to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I'm treating I'm treating this person as as a civil human being and not as like somebody I just passed on the street. Like right. and like, but like, but the, by the what you're saying on that one is I totally get that. More than anything, is like why do why was there so much like debate and divisiveness <laughs> over like this improv thing that it's just it's basically like who uses what terms more yeah it's, it's all the same shit like I I go I go I've I've uh, I've done stuff at uh, UCB IO Second City and Improv Space on the West Side and four different theaters and they all feel like they have pretty different approaches to improv and I'm pretty much doing the same shit everywhere and everybody's like yeah it's pretty good it's like it's we're not we're not we're not doing the stuff all that different but we love to fight about it yeah and um you know i try to think of it as uh arrows for your quiver right yes think about it as different tools you can use different ways that you can think about something yeah there's so many different ways to talk about improv and to think about it it's like i would like to think about it in many ways it's kind of like uh when i'm home for the holidays and i start getting in the religious debate with my relatives and i'm just like can't we just think about this in more than one way? You know, like, can't we talk about this in other, in other ways? Um, I don't know. I think it's helpful. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't want to get into that, but, um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. It's different tools you can do. It's, it's arrows for your quiver. Um, I would say that, uh, there are some things that we definitely do differently and do choose to have a stance on like this is game and, and, uh, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways to talk about improv. But well, I'm going to go to the place with the line outside. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Quick. Totally fair. No, I mean that's the right way to do it. But like, uh, yeah, I, I'm ve- I'm very much of the same. I mean that's why I've, I've done classes other places and I still do. Like I just took uh, the first day of Miles Stroth in class last night, uh, and he's all he's all big on position play. Uh, and, I would love uh, to take with Miles. I think it'd be interesting. It's 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 interesting so far. It's but like he's ta- yeah he's talking What's about position play. So he's like uh, you know you just have to find uh, your position in the scene. He's, he says mm. like ninety percent of scenes are straight absurd, and once you you know that. You have your position, and, and uh, you know I'll, I'll try to attempt to paraphrase it after taking one class. But like one of the things you were saying that was interesting that I found really interesting, and it was like uh, you you're basically agreeing to the first thing that you're agreeing to is the position, and in that that's the most important agreement. So like if you're if you're an absurd character and I'm a straight character, uh, and you assert something that <laughs> like uh, would make you normal, let's say like mm-hmm. uh, like what one of the ones that we did was like. I couldn't. I couldn't decide a couch. I was abnormal. Uh, I couldn't decide on the couch, and I go. But they're all different colors, and he had already said that they were the same. Uh, he's like, well, and I can deny that now. Like I, I can deny that because you're an absurd character, uh, and that, and me, and me denying that, that only makes you more absurd. And it's not I, what I'm doing is I'm agreeing 
to again to that position, and that's mm. still funny. Uh, and I, I thought I, that was just one that was one thing that I really grabbed onto. I was like, oh, that's really interesting because yeah, like I feel like I've been in scenes, and I'm going to totally abuse this and use it wrong, where like people will say something, I'm like, no, that's wrong though, like, <laughs> like, and it, you know, I've been, and it's like, well, I guess I'm going to say yes to it, but like, fuck, that's really hard. God, that is hard to incorporate. Um. Yeah, uh, it's always <laughs> tough for me to try to. One of my uh, biggest pet peeves actually is when in classes when someone else tries to bring their they'll, they'll try to bring a conversation they had with another coach. Yeah. At the theater, yeah, into this, and it's like I have such a hard time trying to comment like second and third hand because right. you don't know what's yeah, getting yeah. lost in the translation and the context. Uh, so I always try to avoid that. Um, <laughs> that being but sad. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> Miles, I respect greatly as an improviser. I think I think I bet he has a lot of really intelligent things to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he does. I mean, he does, and you know what? He's uh, he uh, he re- like I took a class with Craig Kakowski too, just uh, oh, a few months ago, and he he, he in a lot of ways they kind of reminded me of each other. Just like oh, I, I like they're they're very quick at like seeing what's going on in a scene, mm-hmm. going like that's kind of where what happened. Like this is where it went wrong. Uh, and that, that was, it was super, it was super interesting. I was like, um, I'm already, I'm already into that class, but yeah, I, I mean, but you know, going back to what you're saying, like that's that I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to hold on to that. Like that position thing. And just like, yeah, maybe, maybe I can bust that out sometime and go like, I know how to do this scene. Thanks yeah. miles. And like, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, I know how to do this scene. Thank you. Alan McLeod level three, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> thank you. You're the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's, um, Try to ride that line between I know how to do the scene and uh, surprise yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, like, you know, you start to look for those opportunities where you can, where is it, where's the game get bigger? You know, where can I explore? Yeah. Those are the, that's when you, that's how you keep it from becoming boring or a laundry list, right? Yeah. Um, all right, well, God, I feel like we've done, I, I actually want to talk about your style of improv, and I feel like we've talked about everything but that. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's my style of improv? <laughs> hey, man, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, you know, if, if we're going to go uh, Billy style, I, I'd say maybe pretty piratey. Uh, hmm. Uh, Interesting. Pirate, not, I don't know that you're super, ro- I don't get super robot from you. Ninja, I could see that. I could see some ninja stuff. Uh, but you know what? Those are those are so, pretty broad strokes. So, so like, there's three fair. kinds. There's... Robots, pirates, and ninjas, right? Yeah. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> You're a cowboy. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what that is. But you, do you like it, though? I, yeah, I'm going to insist on it. All right. Is that there's a fourth kind in which I'm going to... I'm gonna. You're going to be the I'm only one? find out. But uh, <laughs> cowboy, he, well, he's got a dead-on shot for jokes, right? But he's the lone, he's mysterious silent type. That's... No, I don't, right? know, I don't know if I can buy mysterious silent he's gotta type. He's got to hang that's... on the back wall and... Uh, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't figured it out, but that's uh, something I would like to do. You want to um, become the cowboy. What I am like I? It. I don't know. Um, I think the best improviser would be the a blend of all three like sometimes you need to throw yourself into a scene and, and bring that energy for your team sometimes you need to uh, uh be the ninja yeah. uh sometimes you need to be a robot and uh use your analytic use your head uh y- use your math um i just want to um i want to be a funny improviser yeah. you know well like I, I, I i've seen you perform a number of times and um uh, like a, a lot of a lot of moments like stick out to me, uh, and uh, I'm gonna uh, okay. Okay. One of my favorite moments, and I, I told you about this too, was at the Twitter show when you initiated uh, somebody. Somebody had just tweeted like a moon joke or two, 
in his Twitter feed, and they uh-huh. were looking at it. And then you went in and you said something. You said you went into the CD store and you're like looking for a record of like moon jokes, uh, <laughs> which is like the stupidest. That sounds like classic Hartzler. It's, it, but I mean, that, it's like like if you like, it doesn't sound all that like brilliant and that's not uh-huh. it but you know what i mean like that's just yeah. that's one of those ones that's like pretty like an innocuous pull but like god damn it like <laughs> we laughed the audience yeah, laughed a for a one. full minute and a half like we were just dying <laughs> waiting and you were smiling too and then you're seeing everybody was fucking laughing and then we're like all right now we'll do now the what? scene with yeah. the moon jokes but like that was one of those things i was like oh man you pulled the hell out of that premise uh, uh and that and that to me was like interesting because i you know i've seen plenty of Premise-based improv, and you know, pulling mm-hmm. things from openings. Uh, but I just remember thinking, God damn, that was the right, well, that was the right way. I, and <laughs> I don't know how to exactly uh, comment on that, but um, uh, but like you know, Bester, I think uh, I, I've taken with him, and he would just say, you know, sometimes you you don't have to do a lot of work. Sometimes you know, you, sometimes yeah. you can just pull from what was funny about that story. What's the interesting spot? It's like. And start close to that, you know? So yeah. I think that's probably what was going through my mind is like, well, maybe change it a little from the exact detail, but right. it doesn't. The, you don't have to change the spirit of it. You don't have to come up with a whole new analogy. You don't have to work really hard. Yeah. Just start where, where it seems fun. Well, and like, and like you know, to, if, to overanalyze it too for just a second, it's one of those things that like, yeah, he had moon jokes. You could have been a guy who told moon jokes or, you know, whatever. You could that have, sounds more difficult. It's, it's, much, it's much harder, but... And, and I think also, we did tell moon jokes, ultimately. I think, if I remember, maybe I'm off on this, but was Dave Tooney in that? And I, <sighs> maybe that wasn't. Maybe I remember him doing something, another show where he just kept on popping in and making jokes. But, I but yeah, I remember, I do remember a couple of walks on it and moon jokes were made. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, but also like, you know, it starts from a really like strong place of positivity too. Like you've given yourself a zeal for moon jokes. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time. Oh yeah. I just, I had a passion for moon jokes. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of remember that. That's yeah. a silly, that's a silly thing of just like, but like, I mean, I, I know at a time in, in my improv, like you would have gone, cause like it, it is, it is moon jokes are stupid. Like that's, but it is easy to improvise and go like, man, why are you making moon jokes? Why do you have a moon joke CD? That's stupid. You know? But the, but to me, the idea of a guy who really loves Moon jokes is sort of sweet, right? Yeah, it was <laughs> it's like great. oh, he's just passionate about it was moon jokes. Endearing. Like you're just like, you know, Look at this, this is something that uh, that I do try to use. Is I love characters that are sweet. Yeah, uh, I love characters that if someone says you're an idiot, goes yeah, I know it sucks. <laughs> like like that to me like breaks my heart. I love when you have an opportunity in a scene to make. Uh, moves that'll break the audience's heart, or have characters that you know are earnest or something. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I like to. I like to try to do that. I like to try to. If you can, if you have an opportunity to be funny by breaking the hearts, do it. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, yeah, and then that speaks to a very specific type of power too, is because we are all used to going. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't say. I don't think that improv is cynical, but there is. There is a potential to uh, perform cynically that you know is seen a lot and like that's one of those things like you come out with or comment on your character yeah it's like yeah totally just be that character but then uh, you know but then putting putting it like you're saying like putting in a little uh love or heart into that like that's it feel it feels super like raw and you're like oh man that that guy's like what a what a trooper! You yeah. know, <laughs> like I don't even know another way to like think of it. It's like, a bit oh, disarming. Man, it's brave. It's like it's it feels brave, and that's one of those things that like you know if the audience the audience wants you to be brave, and if that's uh, like we mm-hmm. they want to see you uh, not afraid to do anything, and mm-hmm. like yeah, being 
being a, being sad that you're so stupid is like, oh man, he just admitted that he's stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That comes from um, just a little trick. Uh, I remember someone telling me once, it's like, if the house is on fire, you can put the fire out or you can go get gasoline and contribute yeah. and burn down the fire. And either one would be awesome to watch. Yeah. If I was watching someone try to put out a fire, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Or if I was watching someone throw gas on a fire and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this person's like, that'd be awesome too. If the if the alien zombies attack, you can fight the alien zombies or you could have fun becoming one. Like, yeah. uh, which is, these are really stupid examples. Like none of those sound like fun scenes. No, no. But, but um, yeah. just the point of like, you don't always have to argue, even though there's tends to be safety in that for people who are trying to do improv. There's safety in arguing because you know your position, yeah. maybe. Uh, but you can have fun, like going with it. You yeah, can have fun burning the house down. It's one. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I, I think. I don't know if that makes any sense out that. of context. But. Well, I wrote that note down because I thought I remember you saying that in the class. But I, remember, I, think, I think that was interesting because it's not. A lot of times, it's not. Yeah, it's not necessarily about the specific choice. It's that that you make it and follow through with it. Yeah. Whereas a put like as a put, I think the fire one kind of struck me as like, but you can't. What you can't do is you can't just let it burn. And to yeah. me, that's deferring. It's like you're yeah, just waiting. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, I guess we'll just kind of yeah. Blah, 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 Unless blah, blah. the game of the scene is firemen yeah. not doing right. firefighting. That, I mean, you know, that's you obviously know. the it's, it sucks talking about improv. Yeah, as I know I it's saying because so it's like, to... well, there's a million caveats to everything but yeah i mean it's it's one of those things it's not it's usually not about deferring yeah uh, the action and it's like well uh, and i think fernie's thought today that he just posted sorry to keep referencing this but no, i just happened God, to read I it feel like an idiot his five thoughts it. about improv today <laughs> but one was like if you're emotionally i think it, i think it's i might be using the wrong terminology but if your character is like emotionally at the same place at the end of the scene that they were at the beginning you're probably doing it wrong yeah it's like yeah that makes sense uh, same, same type of thing you said uh, was about playing the different notes of the scene. Do you remember that? Um, uh, is it about uh, improv being like music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was an Ian Roberts thing. Yeah, somebody else. I'm probably borrowing it from somebody else, but it's like, yeah, it's like you're kind of you're composing a piece of music. It's not all the chorus, right? Yeah. So when you find the funny thing, you can't just keep pressing the funny thing. You got to yeah. go, you know, let the refrain happen. Let yeah. the you know let it rest, and and it should move. You know, it shouldn't just be. Um, if you're on if you're only mad and you're only mad in the same way through the whole scene that's boring yeah but if we see you're mad and then we see you get hurt and then we see you in denial and then we see like we see you changing you're you're going through emotional arcs and the scene should have arcs it should have the chorus and it should have the verses and it should have the refrain sometimes um you've got to just stop being mad and maybe you get Affected, be affected. That's the other thing. Yeah, be affected by your scene partner. Let new information impact you and change you in the moment. That's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's yeah. like fun to watch new information get processed through uh, the filter of a character or a, of a of a scene. Right. I think I think that's. I mean, that's one of the things that I feel like uh, we forget how savvy an audience is because they mm-hmm. and that an audience will see something new happen to you and like that should. That like because they they know you're creating this together. They understand that like it's not it's not a clearly defined world. It's not clear like you know mm-hmm. it's not clearly defined characters. As much as you're trying to do that work on yourself, uh, so when yeah when somebody injects something new in, that's like they're they're they will they will sit there and wait for you to just go like 
well, what do you think now that he's got a, you yeah. know, a Doberman pincher? Like you have, you, that should affect you. It has to. Uh, and, yeah, because they saw they it, and if if you missed it, it's like it's irritating. Yeah, as an audience. Oh, it's, it's like, the worst. It's, it's the like worst. wow. We all saw that get introduced, and it wasn't used. It didn't affect the scene at all. Yeah, we would say like. We would call a movie a bad movie if there was, like, something that got introduced at the beginning that never got used or never got paid off. How right. often do we hear that phrase? It's like, oh, they didn't pay this off, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's a letdown. Yeah. Um, I, I like to think of it, too, as, like, no scraps, right? Uh, let, uh, yeah. Use, use all of it. Use all of it. <laughs> so if you can use even the tiniest stupid detail, if, there, right. if there's a way to use it. Yeah. That, I mean, and, and, you know, that's it's true that, like, I feel like there's not... I think it's weird that... An audience will love uh, love just instantly adding or incorporating something, uh, and like 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 you're, you're, the example you said before, it's like, oh man, you're so stupid. I know it's so sad. Like they will just be like, yeah, he is stupid. <laughs> like he, that's so it, you know. Uh, whereas if you go, I'm not stupid. Like well. All right, like you're, you're, you know, maybe you're agreeing to a fight, and there's, sure, I'm sure there's a caveat where that's a perfectly fine example. Right. But and by uh, by the way, I think either of those responses are totally appropriate. Yeah, you know, um, I think I don't think one choice is better than the other. I'm just this is options. Yeah, you know, I love knowing what the options are. Again, what are the arrows for my quiver? What are the yeah. different tools I could use? Yeah, uh, you know. Sorry I, to interrupt you. You're probably no, it's okay. It's okay. No, I mean, it's it. And, and you're right, but I, I feel like I'm going to disagree. It's a second too. Is just go because yeah, there are there you know, and in, in, in the ideal version of improv that I think we all kind of think is mythically out there, where we're all you know hippy dippy loving friends, uh, everything is always right, and we all get it. It's all perfect. <laughs> but but I don't I, I don't think that's true. Like I I do think that uh, there are there are you know moves and there are fine moves and then there are like strong moves and like mm. there there's there's a difference and like I think you can kind of you can you can spend plenty of time toiling and going like well it was a, you know it was a, it was an acceptable move uh uh and then there's you know and that's that's one way to right. do it. and probably you can grow through that too but there's also things where it's like yeah I'm so stupid which to me like you know not to overly praise that one but like that is a strong choice to like just fully take that on like yeah. why not like you know uh, why, why defer it? Why? Cause, cause you know, it, uh, yeah, like an argument is stalling. Like it, it is any, any type of, no, I'm not like, you know, say, say that's the first line. You're stupid. No, I'm not. Well, okay. So you guys don't agree on anything. Uh, you basically have found out that you, somebody thinks you're stupid and you don't like it. <laughs> These two, Ugh. you know, what I always think about before the, um, details at the top of a scene, like I think of the improvisers as you know at IKEA they have those um, little sculptures that you can move around. They're like basically if you were the the circle drawings. Uh, that, okay. So it's like real life these little. Um, how stick would I figures? explain this? Yeah, they're like stick figures almost, but they're like mm-hmm. blank humans, right? Okay. And it's like if you were to draw a, a human, you know, in your art class, and you draw like the circle head and then the yeah. circle body that's a little larger, and then yeah. the circle thighs, right? And the circle, right? Yeah. So it's like one of those. It's, but oh, it's a little okay. figurine you can move around. Oh, it's oh like, no. yeah. Well, that's it's, that's yeah. all I see on stage is those two figurines until I know your names, yeah. like just call each other Carl and Zach anything to let me latch on to those names so you know right like yeah. so if you don't know what else you're doing in a scene well have we given each other names yet or titles anything like that yeah who right or if I know where you are or I know what you're doing right if we just get you're stupid no I'm not stupid I'm still just seeing those blank mannequins I'm not latching right. on to Randy and Zach or any yeah, anything it's like it's just blank it's it's really flat yeah um <clears throat> 
So, uh, yeah, if you're not being funny yet in the scene, just bring some details to life in the scene. Give yeah. yourself, again, I think about that at the top of a scene. I think it's like those details, it's like you're laying out colors on your palette that that you'll be able to paint with later. If you don't have anything on your palette, you've got nothing to paint with. You just have, you're stupid, no, I'm not stupid, you're stupid, no, I'm not stupid, right? It's yeah. like, that's just like, that's so little yeah. on your palette. That's like, well, people that can talk to each other and have a disagreement, <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you throw out some other details, Randy and Zach, great, okay, we know names, and uh, just start adding, building out the world, right? And yeah. assuming things about the world. Now we get lots of things that we can potentially play with. I mean, uh, even throw, you know, even throwing... Even throwing a character into your response and saying, no, I'm not stupid. You know, the same response of, no, I'm not stupid. It's like, all right, so it's a kid or something. Like, at least, <laughs> at least that, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, at least there's something happening. And I, I, maybe I don't know what it is right away. And the audience doesn't know what it is right away. But it's, it's like, well, there's something that I'm holding on to. Like, I clearly need to pay attention to that. Whereas, like you're saying, like, yeah, it's just two people talking. Like, yeah, what yeah. Does that just mean? give me some little details, even if it does. They don't have to be amazing details. They don't have to be the best, you know, the greatest. Just give me a world. One of my favorite ways to start a scene is, uh, hey, honey, I'm home from work and hanging up your coat, and just you know, oh, I talked to Judy on the phone for a long time. She said Kyle's coming back from college. You know, just yeah. anything that just assumes a level of like. This is a normal life. Like, this is something that people can relate to. Somebody's home from work. We right. know who the other person is. That's honey. Yeah. They have a relationship, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that and that's one of those things that, like, yeah, that builds that builds a lot. It, you know, even, even it, it's weird because, like, like I say, you, the audience is savvy. And it's, it's like that thing of, like, oh, if you say, honey, I'm home from work, and you hang up a coat, it's like, okay, well, I get clearly that they're married, that they live together, that, you know, like, you can, you can pull a good amount of information just assuming what the world is and kind of kind of subconsciously and really you're just like huh he's home from work like that's what yeah. the audience thinks but they know they know a lot more yeah at least we know a context yeah. right we have something to go on versus like the ultimate bad improv move that you you see you, you did it i did it uh and you see it all the time is when people first start it's like first line of the scene what's that oh, or yeah. what, so it's like confrontational already and it's like not giving any information because I'll tell you people are afraid to give their own information because it puts you're vulnerable it makes you be at risk a little bit it's like uh oh this is something I came up with is it good or bad yeah well you don't have to be brilliant yet just come up with a couple details honey I'm home from work right yeah. just start and give us some context yeah uh, and that and that's what's that is too I mean that's again that's you know back to that fire thing that's a very classic deferment you're like oh I don't know I don't know what to do yeah, nobody does, man. Do something. <laughs> yeah, what's the most logical response to "Honey, I'm home from work." Oh, good. Dinner will be ready in thirty minutes. Yeah. Like that yeah. might sound <laughs> misogynistic or something, but no, it's like I mean, that's my home. Yeah. Even better, I can think of a better specific. My dad would always come home and and his catchphrase every day was "Ho ho ho, dad's home," and uh, he he's done it all his life. <laughs> and because apparently when we were really little kids, he would come home and say that, and we would all go screaming and running like we were so excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But it's like that's a funny. There's a good example of like pulling from your real life. Like if I would pull that detail in in a scene, like. It would feel authentic because it's yeah. like that's a real like you can't yeah it's so stupid I think there's um, 
you know, doing it, I think improv audiences know when you pull, people pull specifics from their real life, and that's always, like, super satisfying. He's like, oh, yeah, they told, this is real, this is super real. But an audience is just like, damn, this is so detailed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, this feels like, ho, 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 dad's home. That's like, it's like, what? This is so interesting. Yeah. Like, it's such an odd thing to think, like, how would you just that's what you thought of no it's like yeah you can you yeah. know that they're pulling from somewhere yeah you gotta love it it's uh, such a weird specific yeah yeah um all right let, let's see what else what um, else can we get the, to the bottom two yeah what, what else can we ramble about? well no because we because we we did we spent plenty of time on everybody else uh I, okay i guess i just want to how, how about uh second beats you would talk a little bit about that because like Great. You, i think you kind of brought up an interesting strategy I feel like in class and I kind of wonder what's going on in your head when you do second beats in general well long time Harold veteran here he knows what he's doing here it goes <laughs> okay <laughs> half the time you have a great idea for a second beat and half the time you have no fucking clue what your second beat's gonna be actually wait I will a say second. sorry <laughs> a Harold team member for years sometimes doesn't know what to do for their second no, beat I'm shocked sometimes I thought you it was don't only know. me sometimes you don't know okay and you just get out there and try to establish some specifics and uh, you know every once in a while you get caught when you're just like you haven't been thinking about it because hopefully you're in the moment watching the Herald. Yeah. And you know, you shouldn't be sitting on the back line writing your second beat necessarily. So you want a quick and easy way to open up your second beat. And something that has helped me a great deal, uh, is something Anthony King threw at us. I think during a, um, practice was just like, what's the funny thing? Keep the funny thing. And you can change the other details or, or, or not, but what's fun about the scene? What's funny? Well, let's keep that at least. And let's uh, see it in a new way. Yeah. Um, but I also just love the phrase, if that's true, what else is true? I think you can get so far on that. <laughs> if that's true, what else is true? Then just put it, find a new context. Again, it doesn't have to be the most brilliant. Sometimes you'll have a brilliant idea. A yeah. lot of times you won't. So it doesn't have to be the most brilliant. Um, uh, but putting it in a new way. And again, like this, there's been a lot of controversy about the word heightening. You know, do we use that word or is that sending us in the wrong direction? Because right. we're always ending up in space with the Pope and all that. It's really predictable and boring. Well, you know, just by seeing the same game played in a new space, right? Revisited, it's already heightened, yeah. right? Isn't it already sort of heightened? Totally. Because you're seeing it for the second time. Um uh but again, hopefully you're you're not just replaying. I think that's the biggest pitfall is that it becomes just a uh you replay the exact same th scene that just happened. And right. that's that's not where you want to be. You want to be a click further along than that, right? Yeah. You want to be exploring a little more. It's like the video game world where the more you play, the more you see of the world. I know that's a it's Grand Something Theft Auto. That, yeah, yeah Billy has used that before, <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, it's like we want to see more and more of this. Uh, yeah. I love also something that helps is uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll think, well, what's the inverse of, of this funny thing? Yeah. I think you, uh, you, can, uh, you can get a lot of mileage out of finding um, what's the inverse of this fun situation. What's the opposite? Uh, okay, well, we saw that. What's the, um, what's, the, what's the opposite universe of this? That, what's the mirror yeah. of this game? That has helped me before. Yeah. Um, if you find yourself in a first beat and you've got really strong characters that the audience is loving, then keep those. You know, yeah. like th that can be another thing is kind of ask yourself, well, what's, what does the audience really love about this? Do they really love these characters? Well, then let's keep these same characters. And if, you know, 
if they love the characters, hopefully it's because the characters are integral to the game. Right. Uh, but that can be uh, something that can kind of help you is if you're listening to what the audience really loves. Or did you love the characters? And if you yeah. love the characters, why would you get rid of them? Let's right. see them again, you know? Uh, if you loved them and you had fun playing those characters, then let's see them again. Yeah. Uh, why not? If if you didn't love the characters but you liked your game, then, right, I think that can kind of help you, too. Yeah. it's Yeah, I mean, it's always bringing back stuff you like is, is probably the, one of the easiest ways to play, too, or to... You know, hopefully the audience likes it too. But yeah, yeah if it's yeah. one of those things that's like, oh man, I just love doing this. This character is stupid, or like, I really just love the idea that like he loves moon jokes. Then like, fuck, I guess I'll just have him like, I don't know, petitioning Congress to do more moon jokes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or it's what's, like one of those um, things that's like keeping keeping the love is what's easier. the consequences of this person's? Okay, we yeah. found this really clear game. We found this pattern of behavior or something like that. Then like, yeah, I guess in your second B, you can also kind of explore. Yeah. The end, you know, the results. Okay, now, yeah. uh, you know, what What else happened in his life because of this thing? Or what else happened? Yeah. Uh, on that on that heightening thing, one of the... God, Alan McLeod again. I, one of my favorite things... Very I've funny ever, guy. Very funny guy. Very funny. I... He's, he's subtly funny too. It's it's a very it's a nice skill because he doesn't doesn't throw it in your face. But Man. he's funny. <laughs> he's got something. He, you know, he and a few other people too. There's a lot of people that kind of have their different things, but Alan is just one of those people that has got. He's not trying. He's just being himself, and it's so 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 funny. Man. It's great that dry. Yeah. yeah. But no, so so one of the, one of the, on that heightening thing, one of the one of my favorite second beats I ever saw was the first beat was like he wanted to see himself get stabbed. He wanted to see the knife <laughs> going in, uh, and then the second beat of that was uh, he just wanted to know what the poker hand the other person was going to lay down was. They want he wanted to know as it was coming down, and like and like that's a, and that's you know it's one of those things. It's like you talk about heightening in between beats. It's like well. It's not, you know, it wasn't, that wasn't, that's not bigger than being stabbed for sure. You know, maybe you, money is money, but like, it's not bigger than being stabbed, but it's one of those things that like, yeah, that yeah. he kept, he kept what he found fun about or What's, what he pulled from yeah. and then, you know, did it again. Yeah. And I bet if you asked him about that, I bet, I bet he would tell you that he did not have that idea. You know, yeah. for three beats, he wasn't sitting on this like, oh, this poker thing is going to kill. Gonna kill. No, it was, oh, the beat came. Well, okay, what's another? Like, yeah. uh, I've heard that said a lot. It's like, um, okay, it was funny this way. Well, what's another funny thing? You know, what's another funny thing that's like that? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be the most brilliant. Poker, to me, doesn't sound like the most amazing, but it's like, it works, Sorry, you know? Really. And it can, it, you know, in my opinion, naturally heightens because you're seeing it. For a second time, right? Well, and it's it's, it's true. It's one of, and one of the things that also heightens, you know, hopefully naturally, especially in good players, is like, well, we already played it once. We know how to play it. Um, so I feel like what happens is like I I drop I drop a lot of the extra the extraneous stuff, mm. and I'm I'm very much like, all right, now I'm going to really twist this up, and like that's one of those things. that's like I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. This you know, it's like I'm going to make this game hard to play or play different or you know I'm going to explore it on a new way like I want to I want to screw with it at this point because I already know how to do it it's not fun if I do it again the same way yeah you know? yeah I mean uh, I definitely think there's room to play with it I mean yeah yeah that's I think that's kind of the point it's like your second draft you know yeah you get a you get another shot and yeah play with it surprise yourself don't let it become boring that's for sure yeah that's uh, I would much rather I think well I maybe I should. No man, Cost just myself say, before I say, say it. big statements. Who cares? Oh, I was gonna say I'd much <laughs> rather see somebody like mix it up and go for it, um, and and fuck with the game than than see boring like yeah. uh, cut and, or paint by numbers. 
yeah. kind of uh, second beats. Um, there's again, there's probably a balance yeah. to be found, right? There's a happy medium. It's like yeah, a little math and then a little keep it fresh. Yeah, one of that. The one of the things that you said of like I, I, I liked at least in the in that class was like keeping. Uh, do you have to go to a certain time? No, no. Okay, no. I'm cool. I'm just making sure. Um, uh, you know, you said like keeping specifics throughout the beats, mm. uh, and that, and I think that there's a difference between that and replaying it. Like I remember one of them was like we had we were just talking about this this girl. There was one the one scene started about this girl. I think or I think it was Natalie, uh, and then there was like on the second beat there was a whole thing, and then the girl's name also was Natalie. And it's like that's one of those things that like it brings cohesiveness. So we're not like repeating the all the exact yeah. same things because like that's boring. But like yeah, kind of. The the idea that it's in the in the same world or or something like that I don't know I I, just, I like that one yeah yeah um, specifics across yeah I think can, it can be in the same world you know sometimes you'll find that you'll have like it's like you can just change the context a little bit and use the same specific it's almost like if the funny thing was uh well now here's the, the always the pitfall trying to come up with an example <laughs> right on the spot but like if the funny thing was red pinto car yeah right then you can almost like in the second beat it's like well what kind of car does this person you know after you've explored and you've gone away from it you know whatever well it's why not see the red pinto car come up again if we right. all you know right we to like me it. sometimes that's the uh it can be really fun now it's hard again to talk about that and it's, it's such an abstract idea but sometimes you can just you know new context with the same funny specific yeah. can be like it's really rich yeah uh yeah, what's the funny thing? Keep the funny thing. Change the rest. The funny thing. Um uh well, god. You know what? I've kept I've kept here for over an hour already. This is uh insane. You know what? It's We're felt not... like it. It's felt long. I'm sorry. To me. No, I'm sorry. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to drop all the extra questions that I have uh and we're going to push towards the end. Uh, okay. Uh pearls of wisdom segment. This is the classic segment of the show. It's such a it's such a Weird. Yeah, okay. I what? get it. No, you were about to call me a dick, weren't you? Pearls of wisdom. No, man, you were about to call um, me a dick. Wait. Hold no. On. no, no, no. I, I didn't even say what it is. So what? What? Let's have it out. It works. Jeff. It works. I like it. it no, works. man, let's have it, it out. No, I love it. Why, do you, why were you going to call me a dick? It works better I... than Steins of wisdom. <laughs> Steins of wisdom? I'm waiting for you to explain what you, the deal uh, is. When I first heard the phrase pearls of wisdom, it sounded gross to me. Mm. Because of the connotations, but um, but then what? and then I laughed a second Who time because I it like that? yeah yeah and then I laughed a second time because I realized oh it's your name and then I was like oh I'm a dirty pervert yeah uh, clearly um, and then I laughed again because I thought it was a, a little corny too <laughs> it's super corny it's super corny but it works it totally works ah, it's, Joe, it's good I like you've it you've thrown me through a loop in the last five <laughs> minutes here I don't know man. <laughs> <clears throat> Right. I'm just trying to be honest here. I that was my thought process. I appreciate it. I appreciate the honesty. All right, let's pearls, pearls let's, uh, let's do this. Pearls of wisdom. Drop is, some pearls of wisdom on their chest. Uh, God, I literally have never thought about it like that once. And well, now, I hadn't either till today. Have so to change the name of the fucking segment. So great. <laughs> no, pearls you can just say no. Now from now, I need to start going. All right, we're going to drop some pearls of wisdom on your chest, and it gets gross every time. Well, all right, that's a new part of the show. Uh, I regret like everything was going so well until this. It's, do you want to do you want to just burn the hard drive now? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's uh, just a, a note or feedback or some advice that you got uh, in your improv career that you thought was particularly good. Uh, something that you like. I've gotten used. so much good advice and good feedback, and hopefully, yeah. I've passed along a lot of that. Like 
you know, I really try to just quote other people. You do it a lot. Um, a lot because uh, it takes the burden off me, right? It's like, no, this <laughs> is a person who right? I respect a great deal and you should too. Um, so you should listen to them. You know, uh, so I try to have small opinions, but I try to quote other people a lot. So I, I try to, I mean, I've quoted Ian Roberts today. I quoted Besser, uh, didn't I, right? Yeah. I mentioned There's a Chad um, Carter one. You know, I like, yeah, I was going to say I didn't mention Chad Carter a lot, but he's a person I look at to what he pulls out of information <clears throat> the way he does the math like is just ridiculous and i'm so sorry for a lot of people in los angeles who are not getting to see chad carter perform yeah but new york Where is he, he gets to see he's in new york uh he's daily show he's working for the daily show is that right mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. for him field something he's a uh, cool. producer writer uh killing it very funny guy uh who else i mean uh, Johnny Meeks giving me a lot of great advice. He gave Flap Jackson the advice during a practice once. Of uh, he talked about the good way and treating people how you want to be treated. It's like uh, I think we we're probably doing a lot of silly scenes and a lot of like really unrealistic portrayals of human beings. Flap and Jackson it, and it, was real silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, if you missed Flap Jackson, I'm sorry for that. I apologize <laughs> to you personally because you're missing out you're missing out on that <laughs> no um that was a fun group but yeah uh i think we were probably being a little silly and uh but you talked about just like no like you know i don't know maybe being a little bit more realistic in the way that you treat people who else have, has given me great advice billy's given me a lot of great advice will a lot of great advice anthony with his keep the funny thing um use your powers for good. Else? use your powers for good yeah. i like that one a lot chad used to tell me that you know it's like hey Use your powers for good. Or he would also say this one, which he swears he doesn't remember this, but uh, he would be like, you know, if the improv wind blows off your crazy hat, don't go chase it. <laughs> which made sense to us don't then. Go chase. But it was like, yeah, it's like stay on task, right? It's like yeah. you've got a game, like explore that, have fun, you know, yeah, you surprise yourself a little bit, but don't uh, let that become a tangent that then steamrolls the scene, you right. know, right? It's so easy to follow a tangent or follow a lark. But when you're doing a herald, it's like stay on task. Um, and what else? Uh, here's my advice. Uh, improv should be fun for the audience and not painful or punishment (laughs) or a chore or it shouldn't be uncomfortable. (laughs) Like you shouldn't be putting the audience through something. They paid to be there. Usually it should be fun. Yeah. So (laughs) try to help the audience have fun. Okay. <laughs> is there um that that's such an interesting thing to say cuz it, it makes me feel like you've seen plenty of I see so much I see so many shows where the audience is having a terrible time. And sometimes I'll go to indie shows and it's like, you know, they've almost been lulled to sleep by watching so much improv. You can tell yeah. they're at the end of the hour, they're just bored. It's like in that case why not fuck around? Why yeah. not just, you know, it's like, man, if I'm boring people, I'm I might as well just introduce something fun, like something that makes me laugh. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to make the, my, uh, the people I'm looking at, the people in my scenes, I'm going to try to make them laugh. Yeah. Uh, have fun doing it. Improv should be fun, right? Yeah. Uh, I so. What else? Um, yeah. Don't You don't have to enter a show or approach a show like a silly knucklehead, right? Take yourself seriously. Give yourself some credit. Yeah. You're, a, you're a, an amazing machine. You're an amazing machine. You're a human being capable of amazing things and capable of making connections and, uh, and playing with information. And that's what you're about to do. So go compose some beautiful music for this audience. I like it. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just rambling. No, it's good. There's a lot of good stuff there. You should, you should all have listened and taken notes. And that's some pearls of wisdom that's on your chest. Some pearls of wisdom. All right. That's all been pearls chest. of wisdom on our chest. <laughs>
with Joe Hartzler. Thanks. We'll come back next week. We'll drop some more pearls. Yeah. Are you coming back next week? Yep. <laughs> okay, great. I guess I have a co-host now, guys. Uh, um, all right. I think you know what. I guess that's it. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug or share? Uh, find me on Twitter at Joe Hartzler. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter, uh, up 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 is my mod team at Upright Citizens Brigade, and I've always got. I'm always trying to stay busy. Cool. Yeah, Joe, you got, you got like, a lot of good stuff out there, Joe. You should you should consume all of his pearls of wisdom. <laughs> Swallow each pearl. Oh Christ! Well, Joe, thank you very much for coming on the show. <laughs> we really took a turn. <laughs> it was going good. It was going great. Yeah. Uh, and then it got weird. We mentioned a lot of funny people. Nick Mandernock, very funny. Yeah, people. He's funny. There's a lot of funny people. Pretty much every name that we came up is people I respect a great deal. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like, oh man, that fucking. Guy. You know why I said that? As I was like, I started thinking back, and I was like, I hope I didn't breeze over Nick. I was like, oh, like you oh, know, you want to compliment doing. people, right? When they come up because they're doing good. Yeah. 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 All right. This is a very weird ending of the show. It's weird happen sometimes. I need a drink. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Alright. Alright, dude. Good times. So, that was Joe Hartzler. What a great episode. More episodes coming. Uh, real quick, I have some shows that I want to plug. Sticks Martin is doing Shape Shift at the Clubhouse January 24th at 7pm. Also, January 25th, the very next day at 1130, Sticks Martin is doing Camp, also at the Clubhouse. Be there! And last, my brilliant sketch team, Dumb Shit Mountain, is doing a show February 17th at 10 p.m. on the main stage of I.O. West. I am premiering a video that I wrote and directed there. Uh, I mean, I haven't directed it yet, but it's going to be killer. I'm confident about that. Um, All right, that's about it. Rate, subscribe, follow the blog, share it, give it to your friends as gifts, Christmas, whatever. Yay, that's it. Be excellent to each other. Golden Age Improv, happy improvising. Hey, I'm I'm Ben. I'm Ben. I know I'm. I'm <sighs> ben, just just do, do it. The, just do okay, the I'm, thing. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is Ben Jeff and Thayer, and we host a podcast called Convince Me, where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions. Check out our I'm podcast. Thayer. It's called Convince Me. I'm Jeff. <laughs>